Intuition is the gateway to return to our connection with nature. And our connection with nature empowers us to embody our wholeness. But in a modern world where individualism reigns, often we cut ourselves off from the inherent wholeness showing up for us day and day out in life. On this week's episode of Tune In with Marcy, I'm exploring one practice we all need so much right now to restore our connection to our wholeness and the wholeness of life. I discuss why we lose our connection with nature as we become adults, the power of gratitude. We're going to talk about some science, how our modern focus on individualism is cutting us off from inherent support, why intuition is the gateway to replugging back into life, and one practice you can start right now to repair your relationship with the wider web of life on earth. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hello, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I am super happy that you are here today. I love to have this little space together and feel like we are cozied up in our favorite chairs with our favorite cups of tea chatting together about important topics related to tuning into ourselves and the wider world around us, pretty much always centered in some aspect and way to intuition. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm really grateful you're here. And if you're a longtime listener, thanks for coming back. This week, I want to reflect on a practice that has been really a cornerstone for me for a long time, but it's, it's one that I keep turning back to that I have found especially supportive during this pandemic time. And it's like a lifeboat for me sometimes during some of the most challenging times of my life. And that is intentionally acknowledging my connection and sport support from the greater web of life. Greater web of life meaning nature around me, the way that life sustains life and that sustains me really simply just by existing. You know, every time I wake up another day, there's a lot of life that supports me to do that. Um, And so I have found kind of really bringing presence to this to be quite powerful in my life, but especially during this pandemic time when the energy can feel really heavy and life sometimes can feel constricting because there literally are restrictions. This practice grew out of a combination of several earlier practices in my life, including gratitude journaling, which is something that I did for a long time. Uh, loving kindness meditations, and my work with my own guides, my own spirit guides. Along with this recent focus over the past several years to really reconnect with the lost indigenous ways of my European ancestors. So I've always really felt, I mean, a cornerstone of this is really the, the piece around how nature supports us. And I've always felt really deeply connected to nature. I think many folks who 
likely, like yourselves, tune into this podcast, probably feel the same way. And I have found that so many of us feel that as children, but somehow, it's not that we don't feel it as adults, it's that somehow the kind of connection, the kind of really, really rich connection we often have inherently as children with nature somehow doesn't sustain itself as we move into adulthood. Nature is really like my sanctuary, and it has been more of a spiritual home for me than any of the spiritual homes I used to regularly attend, like churches when I was much younger and mosques earlier in my spiritual process. And as a kid, I retreated to nature for healing, for solitude, for comfort, and to know I belonged. And I spent time in nature exploring my imagination, connecting with the magic and the wonder of life. And I developed really, really deep relationships, very intimate, personal connections, like dear friends with trees and animals and insects and wildlife all around my home. And I'll never forget this really specific, like one of the most, uh, I think, impactful early experiences I have of having this kind of relationship is a large evergreen tree that was perched in the front of my first home growing up. And I would climb inside that tree and sit on her branches for what seemed like hours, reveling in her like sappy smell and the way she created like a cocoon that I could enjoy time to myself. There was like this one big, big branch that would be kind of at the bottom of her. And I figured out this way that if I kind of just gently stepped on it, it wouldn't break. It would kind of open. It was almost like a little drawbridge and I would crawl, like gently step on it, go inside and it would just kind of kind of close behind me. So it felt like I was in like this little cocoon when I really needed one. And her branches were like the best mothering hug and holding of my body and comforting my tears, hearing the echoes of my laughter. I feel like that tree and I witnessed a lot together in ways that maybe uh, not all the humans did in my life. And there's something really potent about nature because when you show up to nature, you don't have to be somebody. You can be, you can just be, you know? You don't have to like play some script of some identity. And it's really powerful in how we can be held in that way. Many clients and students I've, I've met throughout my work have had similar profound connections in their own ways with nature as kids that maybe, you know, became distant for them as they moved into adulthood. And that's because, you know, they became busy and preoccupied with things that adulting, quote unquote adulting, takes like our attention to working and paying bills and tending to the chores. And yet returning to this connection, like a child, returning to our recognition of our place in the wider web of life, open-hearted, so often one of the most healing steps my clients and students can take. And it's something that's like immediately accessible to us right now restriction wise or not 
like nature, the world around us hasn't gone anywhere. The sun is still here. The moon still comes at night. The stars are still there. The sky is ever present above us. I see a reconnection with nature really intertwined with several topics like gratitude, individualism versus community and intuition. And they all weave this rich tapestry together that leads us to know just how deeply we are held by life in every moment. So I kind of want to explore some of those with you today that really feed into a practice that I'm going to speak about at the end of this episode for how we can start to reweave this relationship with the web of life. So let's start with some science on the power of gratitude because as much as I love me some, you know, spirit connection and energy work and all the things, I also love research and science too. So studies over the past decade have found that people who consciously count their blessings tend to be happier and less depressed. One study from UC Berkeley, which is super interesting, with 300 university students seeking, these these 300 university students that they surveyed were seeking mental health support. They were struggling with their mental health at that time and found that through this kind of experiment that they did, that those who actually wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after this gratitude writing, writing exercise, after it ended. And researchers found that gratitude writing can be beneficial for those who struggle with mental health concerns. And you know, I think prior to then, there was this understanding that gratitude practices help those who are already pretty resilient to become more resilient. But this research was interesting because it documented that it actually did make an impact on those who were struggling with their mental health. So that was quite significant and interesting. And that practicing gratitude on top of receiving psychological counseling, which these students were getting, carries greater benefits than counseling alone. So they found that in the group that was getting counseling support and doing a gratitude practice, that their, uh, their mental health actually improved more, which was really interesting. And they found that those who practice gratitude on top of that <clears throat> were also more attentive to how they expressed gratitude to others. So in other words, practicing gratitude strengthens our ability to express gratitude in our life towards others. And that can be expressing through words of affirmation. It can be even through giving to a cause we care about. Other research suggests that practicing gratitude changes our brains. I always find that interesting. I love to find research that says that because I certainly feel like that's definitely been what's happened for me. For example, one study uh, said that on that was on focused on gratitude and appreciation found that participants who felt grateful showed a marked reduction in the level of cortisol, the stress hormone, and they had better cardiac functioning and were more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experiences. Like I really see that as just, you know, overall an increase in resilience. And the last piece of research I will speak to is the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center of UCLA. 
asserted in their research that gratitude does change the neural structures in the brain and makes us feel happier and more content. The way I think about this is of how to explain it is that it's like a car analogy that I like to use sometimes when I'm teaching about neural receptors. So given that our brain has neuroplasticity, the ability to literally be rewired with practice, we can literally train our brain to focus in different ways. And as we train our brain to focus in different ways, it can change our wiring. So for example, let's say you want to buy a Honda Civic. As you consider whether to buy the car, suddenly you start to see a lot more Honda Civics, like everywhere. Has that ever happened to you? Like, wow, suddenly everyone in your city has a Honda Civic? Is that because that's the reality that now everyone has a Honda Civic or there's some like strange, you know, eerie Netflix kind of saga um, of a series where all the cars, the, the drivers are on the road at the same time trying to convince you to buy the car? No, that would be an interesting like Black Mirror-like episode or something. Anyways, since, since that's not really what's happening, your mind is focused on the Civic more. That's what's happening. Like you've drawn your attention there. So your neuroreceptors, your brain in, in essence, is focusing there and is peaked, is anticipating looking for them. So in the same way, when we attune ourselves to how life is supporting us, to how the wider web of life is connected to us, to our connection that we have with nature and our gratitude to this wider web of support that exists every single day, whether we see it or not, we attune our neuroreceptors to more often than not pick up what we can be grateful for and to recognize just how often we truly are supported. Hi there, would you like to be a part of my inner circle? I would love for you to join. The best way you can do that is by joining my newsletter. I send out regular emails to my newsletter list that includes special practice every week for each podcast episode so that you can translate, you know, what I'm talking about on the podcast into your own practical life and also other fun tidbits and bonuses along the way, including this week, I'm sending out a special guided meditation to my email list to accompany this podcast episode. So if you're not already on my email list, make sure to join at marcymoberg.com or at the link in the show notes, and you can join my inner circle and you'll get a lot of special bonuses along the way. This brings me to the next piece. Now that we've talked about gratitude, I want to talk about individualism and the collective. And I'm really feeling lit up, excited, digging the increasing commentary that I'm seeing lately on the need for revillaging and the way that modern culture doesn't seem to support us to thrive. Because our hyper focus on the individual in modern times, particularly where I live in North America, is extremely harmful and part of the equation that as adults leads us to feel disconnected from life and unsupported. And we've insulated ourselves into 
exclusively our nuclear families away from this wider quote-unquote village of support of community. And as we've done so, then it shouldn't be any surprise that we've isolated ourselves from the other wider web of life, like nature, like the fact that, you know, the sun shines every single day and supports our life. And so too, some of that has happened because we've insulated ourselves into these buildings of our homes that we don't just come to for food and rest or shelter during weather, but it's something like we live inside of our homes so much more now. We're outdoors so much less. So we literally are separated. We literally live a lot of our days separated by walls and a ceiling and separated alone with ourselves or our partner or a nuclear family from this wider web of community, this wider web of nature around us of which we belong to every single day. And don't get me wrong, shelter, of course, is essential from the elements. It's good and it's important. And these multi-levels of separation that have increased in time and focus have really impacted our psyche and led us into a life where we are hashtag self-made when nothing we do is ever truly done alone. Like me recording this podcast right now, I'm recording it on a computer that I did not build or create or design on a microphone that I did not build or create or design that I did not sh- that I did not personally ship to me. There were pe- you know people and other people, yeah, that supported like the processing of the payment, like et cetera, et cetera. We, we, we don't do life alone. But because of all these layers of individualism and this hyper focus on it, there is this illusion that we do everything alone, which then therefore leads us to cut ourselves away from feeling, recognizing, giving gratitude for this wider web of support. So then in times like this pandemic, when we're already feeling isolated, the isolation becomes so great. When we're already feeling like we're missing a lot of the, the enjoyment in our life, the lack of goodness feels so great. When we're dealing with really heavy topics like loss and grief, then any sort of recognition of abundance and possibility is missing. Now let's explore this final piece that I see all this connected to, and that's intuition. Of course, it always comes back to intuition for me because that's really like the buck stops there for me. It's always, always comes back to intuition because intuition is always about our connection to ourself. It's always about our connection to life. It's always about our connection to our guides. It's about being connected. So what is intuition's connection with the wider web of life, of nature. Well, intuition really is the gateway to return back into connection with nature, like true connection, like relationship with, like our ancestors and the children we once were before. Reconnecting to our intuition opens us up to being in communication with animals and trees and plants and stones and land and mountains and rivers and the wider plane of existence around us. It opens us up 
not only to communication, but to experiencing them in a different way, to noticing them, to being present to and with in a different way. Life is communicating with us. It's just that we're so stuck in our individualism. We're so stuck in our fears. We're so stuck in our rational analytical mind, which is important, but it's only one part of ourselves that we're unable to hear this other wider channel of communication of which there are many frequencies, many, you could say, many telephone numbers <laughs> trying to dial in to this other channel of communication. You cannot hear your intuition if you are this isolated. You can't. So really, I see reconnecting to nature as part of the gateway of being able to open up to our intuition again. In other words, because we do not embody our wholeness, we cut ourselves off from the inherent wholeness existent in life. And part of this wholeness is intentionally participating in the wholeness of life as stewards of land and also as receivers of the blessings and healing that land does on us. Like we're not just here as some, you know, it's not like nature is around us as like some static existence that we're here to like project our ideas onto and to do, do what we want. And like <laughs> nature is impacting and influencing us um, in ways that we're not even realizing, not even realizing. And anyone who's kind of been slightly attuned to that, even in like the smallest of ways, you will notice that there are certain places that you visit certain lands that you've spent time on, certain trees that you have been by that somehow move something in you or heal you or open you up or you had an insight, or you had clarity, or if you're a writer, maybe there are certain places that you, it's like your writing comes to you easier. That's, that is no accident. It's not just like you're in some landscape and it's beautiful. Like there are potent portals and ways that nature is working on us all the time. And we're just kind of like in denial of that. So last year I spoke about how disconnection with the wider web of life creates a sense of loneliness in us. So let's talk now about, well, okay, how do we begin to repair one way, one way that I believe we can start to repair is through gratitude. More often than not, I start my mornings with meditation. Meditation has been a cornerstone of my morning practice for a long time. It keeps me sane. It keeps me connected to myself. Uh, Taking time to tune into how I'm feeling, how my body is, and reconnecting to my center. And then after I attune to myself, to like my, my human self and my spirit self, I really like gather myself then I start to turn my attention outwards. And when I do, one of the first places I like to do, that I, one of the first places I like to turn that I find is a nourishing practice and has been supportive, but especially supportive during this pandemic time, is taking time to reflect on the many inherent layers of life supporting me just for existing. And this has been significantly, like this practice has been significantly influenced 
by my continued exploration of the like lost indigenous ways of my European ancestors. They still exist. They exist, you know, um, over the last several years, there's been lots of finding them in books and people and things like that. Um, but they didn't exist in my family lines is what I mean. They got lost there. Um, this deeper connection to nature got lost. This deeper practice of starting the day and really recognizing uh, how life is supporting us and also the greater beings and nature that influence us and and our sacred teachers of us like the way the sun always rises every single morning and brings light to my day and literally feeds my body through the plants that become my food and medicine right plants depend on that sunlight that photosynthesis they are able to photosynthesize and that way that they translate that light ends up becoming nutrients for my body and becoming part of the medicine that supports me. Or the way that the moon brings light even in the dark with her blue glow on nighttime walks and inspires me to go inward and connect with my own inner personal cycles, my own inner personal moon cycles as a a woman who menstruates or the way the earth gives me a place to call home. Have you ever thought about that? Like this earth gives you a home. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's quite deep when you really reflect on it. Like, thank you for giving me a place to call home. It's not just the building where you live. It's like, no, no, the ground that exists, this planet gave us a home. That's quite big. It's quite a generous giving and continues to nourish plants and animals that grant me oxygen. They grant me beauty. They grant me inspiration. They facilitate clothing, right? I have clothing on me right now that's made out of, uh, you know, lots of plant fibers like cotton, for example. Um, And this earth does all this nourishing that then, again, facilitates plants and animals and that become my medicine, that become food. So it's like earth, just reflecting just on the planet earth is quite profound. So there are so many layers of support to our life that I just think we just take for granted. We don't slow down to reflect on we don't slow down to notice and by the time I I do this in the morning when I really take the time to reflect on the layers of support in my life by the time I finish I often find like this really beautiful warmth is starting to grow in my heart I my state feels dramatically different like my first layer of meditation really helps me kind of center and focus but this one does like a alchemical transformation in me is the best way I can describe it. It's like I feel like I'm plugging back in to the family that I belong to in a sense of life. And uh, the like whispers of tearful joys are also usually often in my eyes. And sometimes I do cry from a place of like feeling so moved for how life is supporting me every day without me even like 
just because I exist. And like as, as this exhale of knowing that even when life is tough, there's a lot of inherent goodness around me, a lot of inherent goodness around all of us. And this gives me, this gives me glimmers of hope. So this is my invitation for you. My invitation is to take some time in your day. If you like the morning, you might do that. I like the morning because I think it sets the tone for the day, but you can do whatever feels supportive. But just see if you can reflect on the many layers of life supporting you. Like really slowing down and trying to reflect on the layers of nature that support you. You know, because of rain, you have water. Like, that's significant. Or because there's a river near you, you have water or creek. These are really, these are things we take for granted that are here and exist and um, are beautiful gifts that life is uh, giving to us. And even just that simple, the simpleness of like, I have a home because of earth. I receive light during the day, which then facilitates food because of the sun. I'm not in total, total darkness when it's nighttime because of the moon. Like that's, it's pretty big. So you want to take some time to really reflect on those and, and, and don't just like surface level reflect on it. Take time to feel it. Take time to really feel, uh, the resonance of that. And that's how you can then start to reweave, I think, repair your connection with the greater wide, wider web of life and nature. And I truly believe when we take time to do this, it, it, is, it changes our state. Now, if you are listening to this and you're the kind of person that loves to have support for a practice like this, I am sending out a meditation specifically for this purpose, uh, what I call my expanding gratitude meditation to my newsletter list uh, that really walks through a process to inspire you to start to do this. So it's a guided meditation to really reflect on the different layers of support in our life. So if you want that, make sure you join my newsletter and then click reply to the first like you know email you get that gives you also a bonus gift of uh, an excerpt from my intuition program for free. And just click reply to that email and let me know that you want the expanding gratitude meditation and I will make sure to send it your way so that you can enjoy it. It's a really rich practice and it is uh, from my upcoming 12-month apprenticeship program um, where we're going to dive really, really deep into transforming our lives truly over the next 12 months in a small intimate group. Details for that are coming very soon. So if you, um, you get this expanding gratitude meditation you'll have a little bit of a glimmer into a tiny piece of what this beautiful transformative program will be like. So I hope that you found this um, 
episode as rich as it was for me to create and reflect on and share. If you did, I would really be so grateful if you could share it with others. And the easiest way that you can do that is two ways. You can take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast episode and share it on social media. I'm on Instagram at Marcy Moberg and also on Facebook at Intuition with Marcy. That's the first way. And then the second way is to share your reviews, ideally five stars. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts um, or if your podcasting platform has an opportunity to give give, uh, a review, you can do that there. And that's just like a really nice way that you can practice gratitude for this episode and, uh, and give back. In the meantime, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, night, wherever you are. And I look forward to having you join me during the next episode. Remember that being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Thank you.